Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 269, recorded February 27th, 2020. On tonight's episode, I'm going to be honest, folks, it's been a slow news week, but we are going to talk about some Shovel Knight, maybe some Animal Crossing, and who knows, this train will most likely derail in all the positive, fun ways that you've known to love it. Anyways, Jesse, cue the music. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here from Nintendo Dads, and uh, as voted by the public over on Patreon.com, the best Nintendo Dad. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, that's what happens when you don't do the Patreon polls, Justin. Uh, with me tonight is a cavalcade of the very best Nintendo Dads that we've gathered from around the internet, uh, and some who aren't. We'll let you figure out who those are. Uh, Mr. Jesse Waldack, how are you? Uh, I'm good. It's uh, I seems like I say this every week, but every, it seems to be it's you know it's one of those weeks, but like every week is getting mo- to be like more and more of one of those weeks. So I don't know how far down this goes, but it's a pretty deep hole. Yeah. Wow. Way to just suck all the joy out of the front end of the show, man. I. I oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> That's, yeah, that happens with me a lot. <laughs> well, you didn't even apologize for it. You're just, you're no, leaning in. No, hey, no I, okay. I, I, I accept it. That's me, man. You know, my, my, my reaction to uh, Yacht Club Games versus what Justin's reaction might have been. I'm sure very similar. So my, my actions were a lot of meh. Hey, I but, just got to ask, um, <laughs> since we're... For the, for the folks who are listening at home, this won't make a lot of sense. Is your shirt uh, the Triforce with uh, the Great Fox in front of it? No, no it's, it's Link. Okay, I see it now. Like, I just saw the, the upper part of his hat and shield, and it kind of looked like the silhouette of the Great Fox. And I was like, that's a great mashup. No, it's just Link. No mashup, just Link. Yeah, speaking of just, uh, Justin Masson, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Hey, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, it's nice to, to see your... It's nice to be back. I'll just say that, shall we? Uh, nice to have no, you on your own show. I, I Sorry? I used to have my own show? No, no. It's, it's nice to it's nice for you to be on your own show, isn't it? It's nice for me to be back on my own show. I appreciate yeah. it. Every once in a while, i got to come back on and straighten you Yahoo's out. Uh, but That's no, it's works. great. Yahoo. <laughs> and then when, we re- we, is, and then when uh, we really get in trouble, that's when Zach comes back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He, he drops in and has to give us a good uh, well, punishment. Well, guys, the, uh, you know, what, I mean, as, as a psychologist, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> right? It's just like, go away. We know, Zach. We get it. All right? All right? Did you know? Oh, wow. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of uh, Yahoo's, all the way from right. uh, Minnesota, it's Tim Off. Yep, that's right. The guy who's in Minnesota who loves Detroit Tigers, right? Got Detroit Tigers all yeah. over me. Wow. And I, I had to saw- wear this, by the way. I had to wear this, by the way, because all the times Nintendo Guru always has his New York Yankees hat on. So I'm wearing Detroit Tigers. Doggone uh, it. <laughs> just going to be honest, totally thought that that was an initial for something else. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're not dads after dark. So no, uh, anyway, 
and we and we could never be. They're doing a great job over there. Hey guys, uh, we've got. Uh, let's just be honest. This has been a slow news week uh, for video games in general, right? Uh, I mean, and, unless and you for were, me, it's no. probably a good thing because I well, wouldn't have had now, time now, to unless cover unless anything. All kinds of stuff going on. What are you talking about? What? Unless you're an Xbox fan, which means like five or six of you guys uh, <laughs> that are left, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, well, I mean, they're not. <laughs> look, how, I mean, how do we know that even five or six of them are playing Xbox because they don't report their numbers? True. Anyway, well, yeah. While we're on that topic, before we uh, move on, there's, there's one thing that I, I wanted to say. Everyone's going going nuts about their announcement of, you know, I forget what, what term they used, but you, you buy no, but the you, you you buy a game and then you get the game, the, the upgraded game for free when it comes out Smart on Series drive. X. Smart drive. Yeah, which Smart Upgrade or something like that. Yeah. It, it, that's nothing new. Sony did that with PS3 and PS4 and Vita. You know, it's been done. This is not revolutionary. Yeah, it's, but Jesse, don't you know that every other console cycle, we're supposed to hate one or the other? We're supposed to hate Xbox or we're supposed to hate Sony. This time it's been Sony. It's like they were great at first, but now everybody hates them. And everybody thinks Xbox is great because they buddied up to Nintendo. But completely indifferent to both of them. Yeah, I, I, I've i said this before. Uh, I think in the Discord, so I'll say it here. Um, you know, we we've seen Sony on a PS2 high flop with the PS3 launch. We've seen Microsoft with the 360 high flop on the Xbox One launch. I'm you know P, PS4 is the high. I'm waiting I'm to see how again. I'm waiting to see how Sony flubs this one. Yeah, I have well, popcorn in hand, uh, waiting for who, something to happen. Who knows? Who knows? But you know what? We're not. We're not Xbox dads or Sony dads. We are Nintendo dads. And so, yeah, it's been a slow Nintendo news week in some ways, but let's dive right into the news, shall we? Let's do it. You got something um, so on your forehead there, Marty. There's something. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's called a microphone. Oh, okay. Uh, I was trying to. Turn it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is kind of just. Yeah, just to hang in there, you know, staying yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it so bad, <laughs> but I can't. Speaking of the so, news, so, well, uh, the, yeah, people, the, if the people listening to the audio version want to know what we're talking about, go to the YouTube version at about the seven thirty-five mark, and you'll you'll there you you'll go. see what he's talking about. Uh, let's let's try let's try to get this train back on track. Uh, I told our news you. is like, brought to like us. Five minutes in and we're off yeah. the track. Yeah. Our news is brought to us by the fine folks over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. That's you guys who are over there being patrons of the show. We want to thank you for your support. And uh, we want to thank you for always uh, hanging out in the Discord and helping us build a great community. And this week, because we forgot to mention it last week, we've got five, count them, five, five. brand new One, patrons. Two, three, four, five. That's right. And so we want to say a huge thanks to our newest I, patrons. I feel like and, I need a listen. lightning bolt type of sound effect now because you're counting. Yeah. Additive post. Ha, 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 ha. There we go. <laughs> oh, it's this so, is oh, going to be the worst wow. show ever. Uh, uh, yeah, we're all over the place. So this is like the most ADD <laughs> Nintendo dads ever. Uh, I know that I'm going to probably mi- mispronounce somebody's name. I'm sorry. 
I'm from the South. Just call me a stupid redneck. Be done with it. All right. So uh, here we go. Uh, newest patrons, Andreas Dennis, Christopher Logel, Alex Koyster, John Matthews, and Fantastic Foxman. Thank you so much for jumping on at Patreon train. And as it stands right now at recording, we are now at 105 active patrons over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. You can go and join into that as well for a dollar a month or higher if you'd like to uh, get you to some access to some sweet perks uh, as well as the $30 Patreon producer level gets you access to actually being on the show. And with that being said, I want to address something. Uh, our good friend, Patreon producer, Chris Mears, who has never been on the show, was about to guest for the first time this evening. He was going to be on this very show. And uh, he had work come up, as it happens. Right, Justin? Nice. Yeah, work work I, comes up sometimes. The guy who doesn't show up often because of work. I hear you. Yeah. I hear your pain, Chris. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. So uh, Chris is going to be rescheduled. Now, next week uh, mm-hmm. on the show, Justin, we have who? We have Donnie from Nintendo Shack. Nintendo Shack. Nintendo Shack. Nintendo Shack. There it is. I was like, did they? Did they do a blend? Or uh, yeah, Nintendo Shack. I think Donnie's joining us. When you talk about that, is just say Shack. Just Shack! scream it real loud because right? that's how I always post about uh, it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to send him a friendly reminder because we talked about it about a month ago. But he's supposed to be on. We're excited for that stuff. Yes. So. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, he's coming on. Lots of guests coming up, and as you know, we're 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 kind of in the downhill coast now, I guess, with PAX being over and GDC possibly being canceled. Uh, that E3 is next, and so you know what that means. We'll have guests on, and that means Roger's going to come on, and it's going to be another two and a half hour show where he and I freak out about possible Smash characters and. All kinds of things like that, you know, that totally don't come true. We're gonna we love him, Roger. We're going to have to meet up for uh, chicken and waffles again, like we did nine years ago. Wait a yeah, second, Jesse. Of, hold on. That's a big announcement, right? That's a huge announcement. It so is. why don't we just go ahead and drop the bomb and let everybody know what's going on here. What are you referring to, Waldak? Eric? <laughs> no, the well, well, I still haven't been officially accepted. I've had my submission in, but we're waiting to hear back to see if I can get my our pass from for E three. You know, in in the previous years, you know, we've kind of gotten backdoored in through Nintendo, so we got in on Nintendo's behalf. You not us, but we were able to designate people. That's how uh, Adam and John had gotten in, and I think it was what Sean. Sean. And, and others last year, so so I probably could have just followed that wave this year, but no, I want to see if we can get on on our own merits. So I'm still waiting to hear back. Adam is wanting to uh, meet up for artisanal sandwiches at some point. Okay, let's let's take a Which quick is... pause here. Oh my, oh my god, let's just stop right here because you are <laughs> sucking the hype out of this right now. Because this is a bigger announcement than than what you're giving out right now, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse Waldack will indeed be at E3 2020 representing Nintendo Dads, and why? Because the amazing support of all of our people who support us on Patreon, on Twitch, who subscribe to us on YouTube, are helping to bring. Eric, a.k.a. Jesse, a.k.a. the artisanal sandwich artist, 
two E three, ladies and gentlemen. Regardless of whether he gets a media pass or not, Jesse Waldack will be at E three twenty twenty. He doesn't get a pass. He's going to stand outside and protest. He'll sign. He'll do headshots. He'll sign autographs. He'll do whatever he wants because Jesse Waldeck's going to E3 2020. Yeah, did you mark <laughs> that uh, time right there? Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, guys. He just got uh, really excited. Guys, it's it's kind of like when you have a new puppy and you walk in and they get really excited about you being home and they pee in the floor. That's what just happened. See, I didn't even <laughs> notice he said something. So, As a uh, reminder, you I'll can check. send your emails to nintendodads at gmail.com and tell me how you don't like it when I sometimes curse. Uh, if you want, you can just <laughs> reuse the email you probably sent six months ago. I appreciate that also. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's look. Let's move on before we right. dig in uh, an even bigger but hole. Hold on a second. Hold on. It's been a while. i got to stretch my legs here. All right. All right. All right. In all honesty, in all honesty, thank you very much because it is truly with the support of Patreon that we are able to do that amazing event like Send Jesse to there. We are excited. I will say that Jesse was not the only one that was going to potentially be going. There are some conflicts with our other hosts in regards to time and regards to work that don't allow us to. But there are other events in 2020 and 2021 that are big, that is being supported by Patreon, and that Nintendo Dads are going to be participating in uh, because of it. So thank you guys very much. It cannot be remiss how important that is, and I apologize that I said a bad word for people in cars driving. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. We forgive you, because that's what we do. I appreciate that. We forgive you. We're we're a, we're a forgiving group of dads. Sometimes, as uh, parents, you know you get excited. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh. So yes. I, I have a new soundbite that uh, uh, that Marty asked for. Uh, oh. When I go back and, ed- and post and edit it, I can probably put this in place. Woo! Yeah, well, let's do that. There you go. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, that's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Good night. Good night. All right. What? Where do we go from here? So obviously, guys, it's been a slow news week. Yeah. So – why don't we talk about the things that actually did make a few ripples this sure. week? Uh, so last week, if you listened to the show, you know that uh, things got pretty heated as we talked about the Animal Crossing Direct that Nintendo had dropped last Thursday. Uh, probably because uh, out of the folks who were most heated about it or were talking about it the most, we're really just passionate about Animal Crossing. We like the series. We are excited about this new entry that's coming out. Uh, and they particularly where the, the, the most heat or the most excitement was, was around the area of save data and cloud saves and whether or not those would be in the game. And, you know, if whether, whether, wherever you fall on the issue uh, with that, I think that one of the things that's come to the forefront in the whole discussion, and and I'm not just talking about on our podcast, but uh, just all around the internet in general, is that people are, since we live in a digital age, which a lot of gaming is now done on the go, uh, or we have the cloud and we have all these advanced capabilities because of the internet and all kinds of user interfaces have been built, people get pretty protective and passionate about their save data. Am I off base in saying that? Sounds fair. Sounds about right, yeah. And so, especially, you know, when we go back and we look at the beginning of the life cycle of the Switch, uh, people were really, really 
protective of that Breath of the Wild save data that they had spent some people hundreds of hours on, right? Uh, Jesse has even been affected by it with having to send in his switch for repair and having his Pokemon Let's Go data wiped out that he had to go back and do uh, fix the game again, right? So for us to to sit here and kind of just like brush it under the rug and say, oh, well, we'll love it anyway. Uh, It's Animal Crossing. It's Nintendo. Let's give them a pass. I didn't feel good about that. And so as the week went on, and more people talked about it. Nintendo made a quiet little change to their YouTube channel. Real sneaky. Didn't really announce it, which kind of tells me some things. But uh, this past week in the last seven days, Nintendo re-uploaded the Animal Crossing Direct to make a change at the moment that they were talking about save data. Now, at the time that they did this, uh, they they had... Almost, I want to say in the ballpark of 1.7 to 1.9 million views on the original, um, on the original direct, which is not chump change at all when it comes to YouTube videos. Uh, and so for them to kind of redirect the stream in the middle, uh, I wanted to throw this to Justin because Justin didn't get to be on the show last week. What do you think is going on here? Like, are we damage control mode? Are we, okay, that didn't come out like we wanted it to, or is it something else at all? Because let me tell you what was changed. Yeah. There was a, a note at the bottom of the change, which, or the, the screen that says, Nintendo Switch Online members can only have save data recovered one time due to loss or damage of system. Then it was re-uploaded to say this, more details on save data recovery uh, functionality will be shared at a future date. Bingo. Bottom line. So, so Justin, take it away. What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think this is interesting, right? And I think that uh, if, there, if there was a flaw, right, if there was a spot that I think Nintendo stumbled, stumbled in in relation to Animal Crossing, it is definitely the save data component here. Um, and I think that they have probably Nintendo, I think, has been over the last several years a lot more responsive to feedback and more proactive in wanting to make changes and do what's kind of right for fans. Now, maybe not in the way that we want them to, but in a way that they feel safe by. Um, I think they probably got some heat for it. I again, I don't think they're they're overly concerned that it's going to impact Animal Crossing sales or do damage control. But I think it's a little bit of maybe the wording, the messaging we wanted wasn't quite that same way. Uh, and we want to do some adjustments. I did hear on some other shows uh, earlier this week as well, statements along the lines that Nintendo had said, we're going to look to you know have it resolved or have a solution later in the year um, or a better solution later in the year. So that makes me think that they definitely know it's an issue and they need to find some way to resolve it. I do think that this is the biggest flaw for Animal Crossing. And I do think that it's a dangerous point. Um, you know, as I... I'm, I'm not, I like, I, I, as I think as, as someone who myself may be buying a new console, a new Nintendo Switch in the coming year, right? A Switch Lite. I love the idea of being able to easily transfer games, right? Yeah. From my OG over to my handheld and be on the go. And Animal Crossing has always been such a game that is on the go accessible, right? And it feels like, yes, I mean, you can always take your Switch with you anywhere you go on the go, whatever it is. It feels like they're cutting themselves at the knees on this one. 
Um, and, and I don't maybe understand fully the reasoning behind it. Maybe I understand the, the, the reason. And again, I'm not an animal crossing diehard, right? Like everyone knows I ain't never played other, other than happy home design. And I have, I have pre-installed it. I've got it ready. I've got it. I used my voucher. Um, I'm excited because I think my kids are excited for it and there's a lot of energy about it. And I know our community is, so I'm like, I'm all in, but it feels like a game that is that you want to take with you and be more accessible. And I think the other part of it that I think I'm really concerned about is, and so this is my observation of animal crossing. All right. And and maybe you guys can attest this. This seems like a game that, that a new leaf that people are playing, not for like six months, but like for years yeah. Like there is a law, it is a, it is like a generation game, right? A game, a game cycle generation in that, yeah, sure. You'll play it for years and years and years and sinking hours because you're just sinking in 45 minutes, an hour here and there doing these little tasks, right? It's these, you know, if we go back to someone like uh, Zach, he used to talk about how he would just play uh, Animal Crossing before he went to bed. And that was his thing. And he had so many hours. But like when you think of playing on the 3DS, you could transfer those files from one 3DS to another 3DS, right? That was part of that methodology. And Nintendo continues to introduce new consoles and re and, and iterations on the consoles, right? So we think great example. We've got a new colored Switch Lite coming out, the Coral one, right? Let's let's scroll this clock forward in a year. Are we going to see a Switch Pro? Do we see another Switch uh, iteration? Like how many more switches could there be that in theory you could you may want to move these files from because we know that people will go buy the newest one they'll you know and then they'll move their game files and then Nintendo has enabled us to do that on so many other games this feels like such a flaw and again as a system that is generational and doesn't have like this kind of defined um linear story do you know what I mean like Yes, I can go back into Breath of the Wild and put in like 200 hours, but I've done the story. Do you know what I mean? Like I've completed those beats. The rest of it's probably just a little bit of side questing, a little bit of fun. But Animal Crossing, there isn't that. And again, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. There really isn't that. There's the story beats, but it's about going in and checking on. It's going on paying your debt to Tom Nook. You know, it's going and getting bells. It's trading with someone else. That's the that's the essence of the game. The, like so mini yeah, so, events, but there's no yeah, the mini, long-term yeah, goal. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Right. Like and, no, I, and I, I think mean, probably for me, as someone who's going to Animal Crossing the first time, that for me will actually probably be a really hard thing to get my brain around. Is it'll be like, so where's my next checkpoint? Who do I kill with his axe? Yeah, right? let me let me like, interject here, Justin, because I, I think this will help you make some sense of this. Is that like let me give you an example. I have not touched Animal Crossing New Leaf on my 3DS since the Switch came out. Yeah. Okay. At and before then, I was semi-regularly checking in on my town, right? And but and so here's the thing: put yourself in that position. If I went back to my town today, there would be some weeding that needed to be done. There would be some catching up with animals. I would need to find them and talk to them a, a couple of times. I would need to run the cockroaches out of my house and mash them. And that's about it. And from there, I could resume my 30 to 45 minutes a day of scavenging and playing and being in my town. Right. So uh, to, to your point, it's one of those things that yet, like you say, there's not story beats and there's just tasks and things. Um, this is a game for a lot of people that even if they've been away from it for a while, they can come back to it. And it just becomes that like, uh, I can play it for 30 or 45 minutes and then I put it down and I'm done with it for that day. Right. Yeah. I mean, some people get really serious about it and that, and I can see how this one's going to get like even more so 
because of all the crafting and, uh, you know, being able to modify different things and put patterns on stuff and do all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Even terraform your island. That's going to, that's going to mean people are now putting hours a day into this game where before it was like maybe an hour. Right. So I see your, I guess that's why the point of it for me was like, as, and for you, what you specifically said as someone who was thinking about getting a switch light uh, or a second switch for your house, you and I travel a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You and I are on the go a lot. And so it makes a lot of sense to be able to swap those two things back and forth. Like I've been doing for every other game, which was the point that I was making last week, maybe a little too heatedly, maybe not. Uh, Cause I was upset about it and I still am to a degree, but I've kind of, Consoled myself with the fact that eventually there is going to be a way to do this. Apparently, it's just not going to be immediately. I really wanted it to be at launch. Like yeah. I, 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 this is this is a game that for Nintendo. Like we're not in a position anymore. Let's let's be honest. We're not in a position anymore where we're like sitting here wringing our hands desperately saying, oh gosh, Nintendo Switch has got to have this game so it can succeed, so it can sell. No, it's a proven seller, right? It's going gangbusters. Yeah. And, and it still is. So it's not that like Nintendo needs Animal Crossing to keep the ship afloat. Yeah. But on the yeah. other hand, they really, really, really needed to knock it out of the park on every aspect of this game seeing as how people have been waiting for an hd console animal crossing for how long yeah exactly i mean like they they skipped over the switch or the or i'm sorry they skipped over the wii u they had the little plaza thing that was just junk yeah and there was always that idea that maybe something was going to come of it and it never did now we're here on the switch we're three years in I really wish that like it was 100% done yeah. like day one. Yeah. But and I want I want to put some context maybe about a little bit of the commentary I heard. Dan Koopman is in our chat. Uh, thanks, Dan, for jumping in. He's in our YouTube chat right now. He says, yeah. Nintendo of Europe announced the following, but no timing, which is annoying. This game does not currently support the ability to transfer your save data from one Nintendo Switch to another. However... A function specific to Animal Crossing New Horizons to move users and save data to another console is planned for later this year. So again, there is something in the works. Um, what that is is going to is going to be interesting. Um, so I, this is where this is where I'm coming from when just uh, uh, Marty, you said something about the fact that you were uncomfortable how we left it last week, right? So. Um, maybe some of us left it to where, oh, Nintendo will do something about it and leave it alone, I guess. So from my perspective, it's not necessarily just dropping the ball. <laughs> I, I, I see what you're looking at there, Justin. Essen <laughs> is apparently being visited by a presence. Lights are flickering. If you Look, if you go dark and I, uh, we come back and you're not there, sorry, bud. <laughs> I have smart lights in my house, in this room specifically, and I feel like my room is actually trying to kill me. I'm not going to lie to you. But go ahead, do you see Tim. any cold? Do you see any cold air in front of you? Are you breathing right. any cold? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to say was, is, um, in my gut, I feel, maybe, maybe it's, maybe I'm just wanting this to be this way or something like that, maybe giving Nintendo the benefit of the doubt. But this is a big game, like you said, Marty. And 
to me, I think there is something more that Nintendo can't tell us right now by obviously stating something's coming. And I think it's bigger than we think it is. I think it has something more to do with the cloud than what Nintendo has potentially. I, I have no idea what it could be. I'm just, I'm speculating that I think that there, yes, Nintendo is smart enough and they've done it plenty of times. They know how this is working to give us saves on this type of stuff. And yeah, maybe it has something to do with how to save that. Like Jesse had brought up last week, how the instances have to be saved and carried over from one switch to another or what, you know, the details where us as gamers don't care about those type of details. We just want to be able to move our game from one system to another, like you guys do. But to me, in my gut, I feel like there's something more that we're probably going to hear, say, at E3, that Nintendo is, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't have an uncle at Nintendo, and you know my track record for predictions. It sucks. (laughs) But potentially there's something like a a relationship with Microsoft and how Sony has a relationship with Microsoft and Azure or whatever it's called to doing better with the cloud stuff that potentially maybe, maybe Nintendo's working with a company like Microsoft to better handle their games in the cloud may, or maybe it's NVIDIA. Maybe they're working with NVIDIA because they have a strong relation or, relationship already with NVIDIA. I mentioned this in the Discord too, I think, to a few people, but I think there's something potentially there that it's much bigger than we are aware of that leads back to what Doug Bowser said last year about saves being different than what they were already doing at that time that we never saw. I don't think we did. And then coming up to this issue where they delayed the game, why did they delay the game? Maybe it was just polish, but maybe it was something else. I think there's something more there, and that may, and like I said, maybe it's just something because I want to give them yeah, the benefit of the doubt. Out the networking involved is probably a good re- a good reason for the delay. Um, one thing we heard a number of people say last week in response to last week's show is, you know, the problems we're talking about it's only going to affect like one percent of the people. It's not going to affect most. We shouldn't worry about it. But while you're not wrong, the problem is the one percent that it does affect. Are the people like us that don't play games like everyone else? It, you know, yeah. the influencers, the media, the and the people with the voices that everyone else listens to. So yeah. it's still kind of important. Yeah, like like very real story. Like my we I have my OG Switch, right? The one that I bought, you know, at launch day. Uh, it was funny. I handed over to my wife today, and she's playing with Stardew Valley as she's preparing for Animal Crossing. Which, by the way, she says she doesn't want to play Animal Crossing because she's like, I don't want to get addicted to another one of these games because she sunk so much time in Stardew Valley. Same with my wife. <laughs> yeah, but like, so I've, so she's I've, she's got it in her hand and she's playing, and she's like, this fan is super loud, like in the Switch, like the actual air can air, air fan, right? And I was like, yeah, and it's been getting louder. So I'm like, I'm concerned that this thing is going to just, is just going to crap out, right? It's just going to, it's just going to go. Uh, and, and I'm like, is it going to go in May? Do you know what I mean? Like, am I going to have a couple hours in, you know, a couple hours of Animal Crossing and all of a sudden now it's gone, it's done. And I know we get, it says we can recover it, but like, I don't know. It's, I, the, the cloud thing feels, I feel a little bit 
sketchy about sometimes. And I, I agree with you guys, especially because of our experience with uh, Breath of the Wild, right? We were all on edge after getting up there in hours on that game. Like, oh man, I don't want to start this game over if, yeah. if I lose my save. So yes, they should have had something day one. Um, and I, I agree with you guys. But that's why I think there's there's got to be something bigger that we're just not thinking of there that we're, we're waiting yeah, for. Here's the deal, Tim. If it ties into a comp- like a UI overhaul or, or whatever you're thinking or uh, a different way of the UI working, I'm all for it. All right. But when using that language like Dan talked about, it sounds to me like it's another – uh, I, I'm just going to throw this out here. It sounds to me like Pokemon Bank. Mm. It sounds to me like an add-on. It sounds to me like something, honestly, you're going to have to pay for. And I don't like that. I don't like the... Uh, and again, Jesse, you brought this up last week, and I thought it was probably one of the wisest things that I've heard said about it the, the, the whole time. And it stopped me when you said it. I didn't really catch it, like why it stopped me till later. But you said something as I was kind of going on and on about it. About you said um, the, n- n- the other companies don't have a game like Animal Crossing, and you're right about that. They don't have a game that's time sensitive that you know has different events going on at different times each day, different collectibles that are available at different times each day, yeah, and they yeah. don't have to deal with that issue. I was referring more specifically to multiple profiles accessing the same save file as opposed to each profile having their own save file. That's true. That's all true, too. And and the other thing, too, is I just thought, like, after last week, that the easiest way to handle this is just for Nintendo to just say, you know what? Every profile has its own island. Boom, you're done. Just be just that's an easy fix, because here's the thing. When I hear that thing that Dan was talking about, about the solution to uh, you know, the, the, the solution to it being a way to move islands and users from different, you know, consoles to another, I don't want to move my whole user over. Cause to me, that sounds like you're moving an entire profile and that the island is locked to that profile and you're going to have to move the whole thing from switch to switch. At least that's how it sounds to me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not locked to the profile. It's locked to the hardware, which is even more yeah. restrictive. Right. And so, you know, I, I think the frustration for me that where it comes at is that like, if I want to, the way that I want to play this is I want to play it with, with my kids. I want to play it with my wife. I want them to be able to come and let's all play together. Then the frustration for that is not that it gets a lot to a console, which is frustrating in some ways. But I just, I thought of this this week too, that that means that there's only going to be certain times that we experience the island. It's always going to be afternoon or night. It's never going to be on the mornings in the mornings, except on the weekends uh, and the occasional scattered day that we have at home together. And so that doesn't really get me fired up. If, if that's the the term I want to use for it. Uh, I just think that it's going to be really interesting to see uh, now that we're less than a month away, how much of the game they have left to reveal and when this update is going to come. Uh, is it going to be like, let me, help me out here. Mario Maker 2 launched in June last year. When did the update come that let you play with friends? That that big fix, that big fiasco came. When did that happen? September, October? I think so, yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was a while, right? And here's the here's the problem with it is that by that time, Super Mario uh, Maker Two had cooled off, and that's what I'm afraid is going to happen with this. I don't think that it's going to cool off as quick, but who's going to like buy this without knowing these limitations and is going to bump up against these walls and go, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm done. And I just, I don't know. I'd love to hear what people think on Twitter or what people think in the chat or, or send us an email and let us know. Uh, Is this a big uh, inconvenience to you? Is this a big deal? Is it, you know, are we making too big a deal of it? I, I don't know. Just it, this has been like to me. This is um, the first really huge misstep that Nintendo has made since they released the Switch. Yeah. Dan Dan says the Mario Maker Two update was October two, so I, I was right. There. I was right. There. Okay. <laughs> so let's see. It's about four months behind, right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it, it it will be interesting to see. And, and again, guys, as more information ends up coming out, uh, we will let you know. And, and also, similar to Mario Maker, you know, we knew of the issue before launch because of the E3 demo and something. I think it was Nintendo World Apart was when uh, originally uh, leaked it because they noticed something weird in the menu. Uh, so they knew about it, but of course they didn't plan for it, and it took takes a while. This is going to be the same thing here. You know, they knew about it before launch, but it's not going to be able to plan for it. And they have to design and code a fix. It'll probably take three or four months at the minimum. Yes. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to to see what happens. Uh, of course, as before we segue off of our Animal Crossing direct information, if you are at PAX East this week, you guys have an opportunity to play Animal Crossing. This is first hands-on. So there are some impression videos coming out from our, our good friends, obviously. I know Game Explain's got one coming up soon as well. Hands-on with them. So guys, make sure you check out that. Obviously, if you want to find out more about Animal Crossing, Nintendo did an amazing setup. They got some like Animal Crossing PAX East swag there. If you if you're if you're a Nintendo Dads fan at PAX East right now, hit us up. We'll we'll be happy to send you some money to pick us up some uh, yes. Animal Crossing swag. Uh, Seriously, I'm DM pointing us. at myself like I yeah. DM I us. Need, let yeah, us have if you can we, hear we, our voices. I think there's like two or three people from our Discord <laughs> that are there oh, oh, like, on their own so sending us pictures. Tomorrow, if you could go tomorrow and get the the Tom Nook person. <laughs> To hold a sign that says <laughs> Nintendo Dads is my favorite podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, that something. Come on. Let's Be the go, new son. graphic for the show. Hey, yeah, um, that, 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 that's that's graphics. our new Facebook banner if that happens. Yeah. 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 Speaking of graphics, uh, and some uh some other announcements and things. That was a terrible segue, but I'll just we're we're gonna run with it now. Yep. Go with uh, it. Justin, this yeah. week you had an opportunity to uh, hang out and watch the Yacht Club Games um, presentation. Did, Actually, yeah. yesterday, as we record this, we're Thursday. So it was yesterday on Wednesday. It was kind of a Yacht Club Direct, if you want to call it mm-hmm. that. And so um, why don't you share a few highlights with us about what Yacht Club has up its sleeve and coming in the future? Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Yacht Club did their own version of a Nintendo Direct. Of course, you can watch my reactions live over on our YouTube channel. Uh, it was a relatively short uh, presentation or direct, just uh, under 15 minutes, actually. I thought it was, um, like, I thought it was like 20 or 25. No, it? it sure wasn't. Sure wasn't. 
Uh, it kicked off. It, I think it actually started at 10 o'clock local time, but it did finish at like 10, 10, 12 or something. So it wasn't wow. long. Uh, a couple pieces of information they did um, that we knew that was on the pipeline that we want to highlight. First and foremost, Cyber Shadow. Now, this is kind of this Ninja Gaiden, a little bit of Axiom Verge art style. Just looks fantastic. Uh, that they are the publisher on. They're not the actual developer on, as I recall. Um, they have got a, a uh, release date for this for fall of 2020. Probably a little bit later than most of us did want. Uh, however, some uh, piece of information that was confirmed is that it does have Amiibo support. And it supports the Shovel Knight series of Amiibo. And it summons this kind of fairy that follows along and assists the player in different ways as well. Uh, the other component of it, they did this kind of nice nice little history of Shovel Knight uh, and how it, how it kind of came to fruition. The universe, the world that they built, of course, talking about the original Kickstarter and then moving over to the updates, including Plague of Shadows, Spectre of Torment, and of course, King of Cards and Showdown. Now, what they did mention here, a couple of things to make, make you aware of. Uh, as an out now, if you're interested, they did uh, release their own Shovel Knight stickers. So Shovel Knight stickers available on iOS, Messenger, and uh, Line. Uh, those are available in your app stores now. The um, they are not free. They do cost a, about a buck twenty-five. Uh, so that's available if you're a Shovel Knight fan as well. They did mention also that the Treasure Trove will be receiving an update, a 4.1 patch. It's coming very soon. Uh, there's a bunch of information and, there. And they jokingly some, said there are no, no new campaigns. Yes, coming. there is no new campaigns. They've built enough. <laughs> Stop asking them, right? Um, some characters will have their hover time reduced, updates to uh, characters destroy dirt blocks who couldn't before. There's a gauntlet mode. So there's a lot on there as well. Pixel and then, perfect and up, mode. Which yeah, is, a pixel perfect. Yeah. And then updates to King of Cards uh, Joustus can be played against other players, which is a great update as well. A couple of things that they talked about that I'll throw your attention to is the game Shovel Knight Dig. Now, Shovel Knight Dig is, from my understanding, being designed by the group or being developed by the group called Nitron. They're the ones that did uh, Bomb Chicken last year, yeah. uh, which is a really great game. Love the art style. That was expected to be released now in 2021. So a little bit of a delay on two of those games. I think we were expecting Shovel Knight Dig to be uh, earlier. I, to be honest, going into the direct, I was anticipating or hoping that it'd be like an out this week or out this month. Um, so that's unfortunate. They also have two more games in development, which will be announced much later. One of them, though, they did reveal to be a Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, which is a roguelike single-player puzzle game. Uh, contains a campaign and multiplayer. There are new characters, including Puzzle Knight, uh, there's no specific release information on the game as of yet, but it is playable at PAX East, um, which I thought was interesting. It, look, it looked decent enough. Um, overall, I would say that the presentation, they definitely leaned heavy into the Nintendo Direct-esque. There was a lot of like t nods of, of information of, of oh, what do you think of that? Talking to the camera that way and asking the audience who never responds. And they even had, I think, like we lobby music going on like it was very nintendo direct in every way um overall my thoughts were this and this sounds bad i don't know if this was necessary in any way yeah um i appreciate that you gave us an update but i think what nintendo and nintendo directs or indie directs have done so well is they'll do like a da -da -da out today and they'll do a big drop or there'll, there'll be this hype moment there's good updates and there's a hype moment unfortunately ios stickers is not a hype moment for me um, no. So I don't know if this was necessary. I, 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 I'm excited for all the games they have coming out. I love all of it. I'm excited that they're expanding the world. They've got new projects. It's not Shovel Knight. They're doing some updates to Shovel Knight. Again, that's not a shock. 
Um, Yacht Club has been known to care and listen to their community. So this 4.1 patch is not a shock. But I would have loved, you know, I'll be honest with you, when they were doing the, um, when they were showing off uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon at the very end, I was like, okay, this is the out now. This is the out today or out this week, right? This is that moment. And it never came to fruition. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I was again, excited for Yacht Club. Good for them. But again, I don't know if this was needed, but I appreciate yeah, the I think that, energy. Um, they did. I think that as Justin, I'm, I'm going to kind of take a page from your, uh, playbook here or what you were saying. Uh, I did not get to watch this at the time that it was, was shown. And so I thought I'll go on Twitter and catch up with what they said, you know, and I, I was expecting, I don't say I wasn't expecting anything bombastic, but (laughs) I just remember scrolling through their timeline and there's like literally maybe four tweets about the whole, that sum up the whole thing. And I was like, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Oh, so it's, it's a shovel Knight mobile game, no new game releases and cyber shadow now has a vague release date. Okay. That was it. Yeah. Um, but you get, I, I got to say out of. But you could have iOS stickers right now. Yeah. You just sent me one. I, I know. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's underwhelming. Uh, <laughs> as our hey, most hey, iOS I paid a do- I paid a buck 25 for that. You back off. Well, now. okay. I'm sorry. I'll get, we just need to reimburse you. Sure. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, out of all of that, like, I, and I'm a huge fan of Shovel Knight. Like, I love the character, love the games. Uh, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be like those people who are like, oh, I'm kind of Shovel Knighted out. Like, I'm glad that there's more games coming with Shovel Knight. But right now, my focus is Cyber Shadow looks amazing. And I cannot wait to play that game. And that's where my focus is on Yacht Club right now. I want to see them be kind of like Devolver. Let's elevate some of those games that maybe wouldn't get made otherwise, right? Um, that's what Devolver's doing. That's what Yacht Club is now in the the ability to do. They have the ability to do that. So let's make that happen. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm just hoping that Cyber Shadow sells well uh, and people don't just look at it and go, oh, it's just Ninja Gaiden, right? Yeah. But um, I guess what I'm saying is, like, it's been a long time since it's been released or announced. I just hope it's not, like, too little too late. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely one of those games that's on my radar. Um, I think we all have those ones that are kind of like, hey, that looked really cool, and you'll kind of flag it, and that was definitely one of them. Same with Dig. Um, You know, I think I I thought Dig was much further along when we had seen the kind of some of the initial gameplay footage of it, so I was a little bit shocked for 2021. Um, But sure, look, it it is what it is, right? Well, um, Lord knows... That we are not, uh, we are not unfamiliar with long waits for shovel knight games. Yes, yep, and that's fair. That's <laughs> so, fair. but but also here's the thing, fair play. When they finally get here, they're really good quality. They are like, and that is something that you know it is. You know, we all kind of whine and moan about yacht club at times, but um, when it shows up, it shows up well. Yeah, and and I'm thankful for that. Like. Uh, especially when we kind of live in a world where sometimes it's just, uh, I guess, halfway done would be yeah. uh, a, a word for it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 
does uh, like are you a day one on Cyber Shadow? Are you day one? Because I am. I'm yeah, like, I, I would. I would be right. Like just that art style. You know, it's a two D platformer kind of circa eight bit old Nintendo. Yeah, like I'm. Yeah, I'm in. So. Yeah. What about the rest of you guys? There wasn't anything here that interested me. Um, it's 100% pass. I like the puzzler. I like the looks of that one, even though I'm not really a roguelite fan, or roguelite fan, whatever you want to call it. The Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. I like that one. Yeah, that looks good, too. I'm not as excited about that one as I am about Dig. Uh, but I'll give it a try. Depends on how much it is. Sure. I like it. So, uh, let's talk about a couple other little quick news items. Uh, you guys know that the wonderful one one remaster has been on Kickstarter and, uh, was very, very close to, um, $2 million raised, um, earlier this week. Uh, as of uh, showtime tonight, it has now, uh, reached, uh, 197 million yen, uh, which, uh, it, it translates over to about, uh, $1.8 million. This is of a goal for the game, which was $49,791. So it's definitely funded. There's seven days to go. So it'll definitely make that final push into 2000 and that will unlock the final stretch goal. But this week, uh, it was also announced that the release date, for the game in North America is going to be May 19th, 2020. I believe it follows very quickly in, um, in the Europe European region as well. Uh, I actually don't have that date. Oh, he froze. Hello? He did freeze. Oh no, he's back. No, I was saying, do you have that from me? Okay. Europe is getting it on May 22nd and Japan We'll have to wait until June 11th. So, again, that is 19th of May for U.S., 22nd of May for Europe, and June 11th for Japan. Uh, are any of you guys getting Wonderful 101? Have you kickstarted it, or are you just going to wait? I have no interest in it at all. I'm interested, but I'm trying to stay away from backing games on Kickstarter, even though this one's coming out yeah. right away. I'm trying to stay away from backing games on Kickstarter. Yeah, now. yeah this was a weird one where it was effectively um, done before the Kickstarter campaign. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, but, yeah I didn't have an interest in this on the Wii U. And, you know, I, I have a history with Platinum Games that I haven't enjoyed. So this one still, right. again, yeah, not to sound like a broken record but it's a pass for me as well I, I this is gonna sound really bad but i'm gonna say it anyway like i'm gonna wait till this is in the bargain bin mm. uh because i and, and here's why i bought the game originally on wii u so i have the wii u copy uh and i liked it enough to play it about halfway and so i love the game i want to see what they've done with it especially with the 2d levels being added. I think that's going to be really neat in the new soundtrack. And I want to support Platinum because I think that, um, you know, they do make good games. So I'll buy it when it's, you know, half off or whatever. 
I, I, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, but like John, John Blanco in our YouTube chat says, uh, always bet on platinum day one. So John appears to be all in. John, did you actually support the Kickstarter? Let me know in the chat. Yeah, we want to know. Uh, I'm betting he did. Are we going to do uh, over under on this? Oh, I, th- I think he probably did. I don't know. Tim, you think he did? Yeah, no. he says, yep. Oh, so, darn it. <laughs> There you go. Of course he did, uh, in hopes that there would probably be an included Bayonetta side mission or character. <laughs> right. Or that you could just use all of the 101 to form like her leg or well, something. Like, I mean, Platinum did a fantastic job on Astral Chain. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yes. Right? Like, my so, favorite Nintendo IP like, yeah. of the past five to yeah. six years. I, I'm a little I'm, – so here's the thing is I'm a little bit like like you in that I have supported a lot of Kickstarter games. I've got about four games on Kickstarter right now that I'm still waiting to come to fruition. They're all like indie devs and stuff like that. Oh, so that's chicken fine. wiggle. Yeah, well, that's one of them, right? Uh, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. No, and uh, I, I so just kind of tuckered out of that. Um, and then this one yeah. just didn't – I don't know. This one didn't really super interest me. I don't know. The, the the experience that I've had with video games on Kickstarter, I think I've mentioned this before, that the experience I've had with video games on Kickstarter and the, the experience I've had with board games is an entirely different experience. Mm-hmm. I've backed dozens of board games on Kickstarter and have gotten, at this point, there's only one that I've not gotten, that I or no, two, that I've backed, but those have been games that I backed this year. And so, you you know, it's like there's a – for me, I feel like video games on crowdfunding is way more of a dice roll than board games. Yeah. Just in my experience with Chicken Wiggle and Mighty Number 9. So – and we won't go into the dumpster fire. Well, also those for me, not only that, but it's the the length of time it takes. It's kind of killer. As opposed to like, you, it's kind of fun the first couple times, and then it's just like like for me, nights and bikes. I yep. I backed that one, and that one turned out to be a really good game to back. But man, it was tough to sit back and have to wait and wait and wait, you know. As opposed to say just reading it in a in a magazine or or, or an article about how the game's doing. Yeah, on its way. It's a little bit different, you know. Yeah. So I have back. I'm looking at my Kickstarter campaigns right now for video games. I backed Bloodstained, I backed Xeno Crisis, Chicken Wiggle, Steamboat Billy, Hamsterdam, Bushido, Hazelnut Batista or Batistal, and Tunchi. And of all those, Bloodstained and Xeno Crisis are the only ones. I have actually got yet. Now they've all funded. Uh, Steamboat Billy is apparently being shown off at PAX East right now. Um, sorry, I apologize. And I did get Hamsterdam. Um, that was a really funny one because we had gone to EGX and I met with a developer, played the game, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're on Kickstarter, or whatever it was." And their game was like ten bucks on Kickstarter. I was like, "Sure, look at that's a pretty, you know, I'm gonna, uh, that, that's a bit of fun, right?" So and they and theirs was quick delivered. So I don't know. That's yeah, and there you go. Yeah, and, and uh, look at you, Mister Timothy. He's showing off his Bloodstained Collector's Edition. Nice, full package hardware. That's actually quite nice. They did quite. They did quite job. Nice job in that set. Then they. This is the last one I backed uh, that big for. It was like yeah. I was just going all out 
going, you know, like crazy. I and, mean, if uh, you just want to like throw your money anywhere, head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo because <laughs> we're happy to take that. <laughs> or, re- or Red Bubble. Or Red Bubble, where you can actually purchase Dad's Crossing swag. That's including right. Including coffee mugs, uh, books, <laughs> stickers, t shirts, pillows. Yeah. yeah, you can do that. Anywho, uh, guys, like we said, it's been a really, really slow news week. <laughs> yeah. One last little item that I think we want to mention here is today's Pokemon Day. Pika, uh, Pika. As as uh, we're recording this, it's Pokemon Day. And so a couple of uh, fun announcements. Mewtwo is now available in Max Raid Battles uh, for Sword and Shield. So you can go out and uh, continue to catch them all and get Mewtwo there. Uh, I believe that there's a Mewtwo that will Dynamax, but will not Gigantamax. I don't think he has a Gigantamax form. Now, somebody will probably correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, also announced today... A brand new mythical Pokemon uh, named Zarude, who is a dark grass-type monkey that you can find somewhere in the Galar region. I believe it's in the forest, although no one really knows how to catch it. Uh, most of the articles I've read have said you can't catch him in a regular way. You can't catch him by fighting regular battles. So more details are coming. I don't know yeah. what's going on there, but... Well- when I first um, saw the picture of that, it, he didn't really look like a monkey. He looked more like like, like a lichen uh, or like a wolf type of thing. And my first reaction, it, can I, it reminded me of Gremlins, you know, the movie yeah. from the mid-80s. Uh, so I, I said, someone fed Evie after midnight. Yeah. So yeah. when they showed off the shadow of, the, like, the silhouette of the Pokemon, I straight up thought it was just Gigantamax Alakazam. Yeah, I thought it was some sort of new evolution of Alakazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Me too. I, I didn't I figured, think that at all, actually. No, you didn't. You don't even know who not Alakazam is. Uh, and Bless speaking you. of Justin not knowing anything about Pokemon, uh, dropping this weekend on Sunday. Yes. Yep. Justin is going to, uh, we're going to play Justin Names Pokemon. Darn right. And so what's going to happen is, is on video, Justin is going to be shown a series of pictures of Pokemon, and he is going to attempt to correctly name 15 Pokemon that were sent in by listeners of the show. Uh, I am here for this. Like, I'm, I, I can't wait. So there may be somebody I know, and I'm probably also going to mispronounce it. This is going to be at least five minutes of entertainment, folks. At least. <laughs> and will be a year of, of bad sound bites for sure. Uh <laughs> And if this goes really well, I'm welcome to the idea of Justin knows nothing about Animal Crossing and Justin knows nothing <laughs> about Fire Emblem. Uh, so I'll be happy to name weird characters that I have no idea about. So, but I do know, speaking of Pokemon, I do know that if you are a Netflix subscriber, Pokemon YouTube Strikes Back Evolution hit the streaming platform today. Uh, it looks pretty. Jesse, I don't know much about the Pokemons. Can you tell me what's going on with this thing? Okay, I haven't seen this yet, but this is basically a recreation of the original Mewtwo Strikes Back movie from 99 in 3D CGI. And my understanding is it's really a shot-for-shot recreation. And I've seen mixed reviews. They're like, if you want to watch this, watch the original. But I still plan on watching this just to see for myself. 
Yeah, I have retweeted or it's been retweeted from our Twitter account of Rotten Tomatoes. They have kind of a, a shot for shot uh, look of it. It looks kind of good. I think I'll probably watch this uh, one on the weekend and just just live the dream. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> live the Pokemon dream. All right. I so here's no a question. Here's a random question to y'all. Why is mm-hmm. today Pokemon Day? Do you know? I have no clue. What's the date today? <laughs> February twenty seventh. Okay. It I is don't know. when it, it, Pokemon Day. It is when uh, the game was released in Japan back in the nineties. That is correct. What I Nin- only guessed. Nineteen ninety six was nice. when red you and did green. Not guess that you know you googled it. <laughs> I you listen. How did I you know, know that? You wouldn't know that if you didn't have that card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was originally released in Japan on the Game Boy. Was red and green, and then blue was released as a bug fixed version, of which we then got red and blue, which con- contained the bug fixed version, and then yellow came after that. Well, I, I think we need to ask this question then, right? Just in honor of Pokemon Day, who is your favorite Pokemon? Round the horn, really quickly. Well, I can tell you, I'm going to throw this in here too, because I know somebody will probably say that we mentioned or missed it. Google just recently held a, a contest to name the top 10 Pokemon of 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guess who the top Pokemon of 2020 is? Mewtwo. No. It was Mew. Greninja. 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 Uh, uh, by the way, Mm-hmm. None of the Pokemon that were in the new game became the top in, in, in anywhere near the top ten of best Pokemon in 2020. Really? They don't also don't say when the poll was done. So I don't know. I thought it was done since the release of Sword and Shield. I remember reading about that. Okay, that could could be. So yeah. like I get, I kind of get it, but like you know who wasn't on the list at all? Top ten: Pikachu. Pikachu. Mimikyu was. Mimikyu was number Third? three. Yeah. All right. And so two random uh, EV evolutions, which is weird. Okay. Favorite Pokemon. I'm going to start with Jesse because I, I got to know. He knows them all anyway. I don't know them all. Come and, on, uh, favorite Pokemon. No, I, I, I do. I, I do like uh, Glaceon, which I think is you know one of the EV evolutions. Which was that's I think a cool was, looking one. Was new with Gen Four, I think. Okay. Okay, Tim. Uh, I would have to say going probably old school, and it would be uh, uh, make sure if I get the name right too, Charizard. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Hey, and and you know what's fun is we all know who Justin's favorite Pokemon is, don't we, Jesse? Jesse, it's a soundboard. Wobble Puffet, Wobble Buffet. There, there you is. go. That a boy. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. No, seriously. I don't do you know, know what, what animal this is or what Pokemon a... this is. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I do. I think it's Charmander, the fire dragon, fire fire dinosaur. Yeah. The, the little Charm- one? The, the little one. Yeah, before he's evolved at all. He's just yeah, like a little guy. Charmander. Yeah, I like him. I like him. I, uh, I like Piplup. He's a okay. penguin. I like oh. penguins. My son yeah. loves penguins, so 
I just kind of sentimental yeah. toward Diplo. That, that one does have a cool final evolution, you know, Empoleon, so like an emperor penguin. Yeah, but see, I don't like his his final evolution is just he's mean looking. But I want the penguin. I want the little one. And the pretty close penguin. second the, for me is Mimikyu too. So I, the bigger ones are supposed to look mean. I like Mimikyu and its story. Hmm. It's very interesting character to me. Uh, I have to do some research now. Dan says the voting was between February 5th and 14th this year. Perfect. He also mentioned that it's not a shot-for-shot shot, uh, remake. The Viking scene from the original is gone. So yeah, I don't know what that means, but uh, it, thank it, you, Dan, for keeping it, us it, honest. It, there's that. a Minnesota joke in there. Watch oh, really? the original and find out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. No uh, one knows what yeah. I'm talking about, but I bet Dan so, does. So, guys, that's Pokemon Day. It's today. Uh, by the time you hear this, will be over with. If you didn't celebrate, sorry. John uh, Blanco, by the way, says Kyogen? Kyogre. Ky- Kyogre. This is going to be a heck of a game. <laughs> Watch I for Sunday. Wait. It's going to be I amazing. <laughs> and we're recording it right Sunday. after the show. It's going to be don't, we, we don't need the game where he looks at a picture and guesses a Pokemon. We just need the game where he looks at the word and has to yeah, pronounce it. to say it. I mean, he can't right. even say game names right most of the time. Uh, <laughs> speaking of game names, let's talk about what we've been playing. Wait, so, wait, wait, wait. What? Wait. Wait, I know it's not in the notes. I'm sorry. But we have to say what we've got three people who went to PAX East and have been sending us pictures. we got to say thanks to them for at least checking well, out the stuff that's been at PAX East. Honestly, I tried to get one of them on the show uh, tonight. Uh, yeah. and he could not because he was putting kids to bed. Which is yeah. a dad thing to do, right? Yes, it is. Uh, I would so imagine they'd be pretty exhausted. Who's who's yeah. at Pax? Who's at Pax East right now? Well, Jeez. if I if I got the names right, if I missed anybody, I apologize. But I saw three people who are there. I saw Dre, Scott, and uh, Ty, uh, or otherwise known as Crazy Greek Dre, Scott the Geek, and True. And yeah. All, okay. So all here's. All those guys have been, yeah, they've been sending us in, they've been sending photos, right? Or they've been sending us photos. It's all in the Discord. It's all in Discord. And Tim, those are on our Twitter feed, right? Uh, I sent one uh, out of mine, but. Okay. Uh, Let's do this. Uh, If Scott and uh, Dre and True um, call in and leave a voicemail and let's talk about, uh, we'll play them on next week's show. What was your favorite part of being at PAX? Uh, also, seriously, DM us and we'll send you some money for t-shirts. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and swag. Legit. That's right. Awesome swag. Uh, but yeah, no, seriously, though. And, and here's the other thing. Do check out the Dad's Crossing podcast, which uh, released recently the first episode. That one really well. Uh, but we are doing two a lot episodes of, out now. They've got two episodes out now, do they? Sure, look at it. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think they've... Beta. I don't think the beta version was out on the feed. That was a patron only. But episode patron. one is on our feed. Yeah. Uh, but we will continue to post the photos from the guys over at PAX East. Um, and man, that's awesome that we get uh, an opportunity to have some of our members of our community there sharing their experience with us. We absolutely love that. We can't be everywhere. We can't do everything, but I love that our community is able to help us on that and share that. And man, that, and they're, the fact that they're able to meet up, man, that's what this, that's what this is about, right? This is why Nintendo dads exist. It's a community coming together. That is hype. That is excitement. I love that. I love a p- photo of all three of them together. Right, hanging out with Tom Nook. I'd love a photo of them beating up Tom Nook and maybe like foot stomping <laughs> him. Right, right, and yeah. then Isabel's in the background with like the flying elbow. Da da da. The final smash. Yeah. That's right. Right. 
No. Okay. <laughs> well, one of the one of the pictures that I got excited about that Scott sent was, and everybody kind of looked it over, but me, I love racing games, so I noticed it. But the guys who did, or a lot of the people who worked on Burnout series, who worked on what is it called, Dangerous Driving series, they're bringing it out to the Switch, and they made they wrote they made these little like hand drawn posters all through their little area. It said, you know, and this is what I posted on. I circled yeah. all the different things, but it was a world premiere announcement that Dangerous Driving 2 is coming to Nintendo Switch uh, holiday 2020. And I just, I was like, that is freaking awesome. That is awesome. I know you, I saw that you were excited for that. That's awesome. Uh, yes. there are, the, the great thing about these events, like PAX or any of these events, you'll get all of a sudden release dates. Another great example, uh, After Party. Uh, has now oh, yes, gotten, yes. is now got a switch date. It actually just got released now on the EU. eShop just nice. came live with it. It looks like it's March 5th, I believe. That's so it's awesome. kind of, or like that's or quick. March, yeah, I think it's March 5th. I saw it a moment ago. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw them have post something saying uh, it was a what they say, we're going to switch things up. Yeah, here <laughs> we go. Like after, after party of the game, oh, someone tweeted it a moment ago, and then I, I think like I just I've heard lost of that it. one. It's the one where they two two uh, young guy or not young as it's I think a guy and a girl they die go to hell and they go yeah. to all these parties after parties and they have to drink their way out of hell if yeah. I understand that correctly. Correct. You you are correct <laughs> on that. Uh, and I'm getting I am only getting right now as if I was trying to go to an after party. That's not what I'm looking for. I think uh, the Mega Dads played it. Possibly, and the uh, trophy room played it uh, on the other consoles. So, yeah, Sean might have even played it too. I think, but I I heard a lot of people playing it. I think right now, if you check the EU EU shop, it is live right now on the uh, the EU shop uh, Nintendo EU shop, where you can actually also pre order it as well. So, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, can we talk about what we've been playing now? No, wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tim, what's up? I love you guys. We love you too, Tim. (laughs) (sighs) If you love me, you'd put it in the notes. (laughs) I did. You didn't. I did put it in the notes. Where? You are so, Tim is so upset he left. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, now I feel bad. I feel like I've made him leave. Uh, he it was probably just his internet. Uh, though, let's be honest. Uh, Justin, let's start with you while we're waiting sure. for Tim to reconnect here. Because uh, okay. you've got a game that you've been playing that I am super stoked about. Yeah. And I know you were too. Yeah. Uh, Blood Roots. Blood Roots. So I want to hear all about this game. So give give us the rundown. Man, I I love a kind of a crazy, phonetic, just nonsensical smash up sometimes, and that's exactly what Blood Roots is in every positive way. That is awesome. It is super stylized. Um, reminds me a little bit of Ape Out. Um, someone was saying it, it. It's also it's like Hotline Miami meets The Reverend, or Hotline Miami meets Northern Canada. Um, but it, you are a trapper who basically is betrayed. Um, and then you decide to kind of track your revenge. And it is kind of an isometric, isometrics top view, right? 
Um, and you pick up weapons, and weapons have kind of a um, the amount of times that you can use them. So, for example, you pick up a sword, but you can only use that sword three times. Um, and then after that, you have to pick up another weapon or another item. And there's everything from like, oh, sure, here's an axe, here's a sword, which makes sense. But then it's like, oh, and here's a here's a table. Here's a pot. Here is a trolley. Here is a fish. Here is a turkey. A here fish, is a carrot. Here is cabbage. Here is half a person. <laughs> Right, like all this kind of just nuts, crazy, and it's and it's one hit, right? So you're kind of doing these like quick run through levels, um, and you you have you 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 hit them once they die, that's it. But if you get hit, you're dead, and you have to restart over. Now the levels are kind of divided into like small little like quadrants essentially, so it's like clear this area. So despite maybe dying a couple times in there, it doesn't feel arduous, doesn't feel difficult, and it's got that also like that. One more round, quick hook. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you played like Super Meat Boy, and you're like, okay, I learned something, and then I've got to go back in and do it again. And I'm using two hundred and fifty doppelgangers later. Yeah, I'm using that in the example of like, it's like, okay, I learned, I learned what I need to do there. I need to be a little bit better, and that's the same idea. Okay, I learned that I need to use the axe instead, or I know a different approach to it. And not every, not that there's only one way to solve every kind of variant of killing everyone in this area. But you kind of learn what works, what doesn't work. It is a absolute ton of fun. It is done by Paper Cult Games, um, and we got early access to it thanks to Pop, uh, Papa Agent or Papa Agenda uh, PR firm, and it's a ton of fun. They've also got world leaderboards. They have got friends leaderboards. Um, you get a grade at the end of each level. It's also one of those great things of like you can go back in. This is this is an example of an awesome uh, like leaderboard and competition game, but also pass a Pass the controller, right? So, hey, I have finished it. Here's my score. I can write it down. But by the way, now, Marty, you give it a shot. Let's see what your score is. Hmm. Um, it's, it is absolutely – I've had so much fun with it. It mm-hmm. is uh, – it's been on my docket since I saw – or on my radar for almost nine months but, when I initially saw it. But I am so pumped for it. Well, let me ask it. you this. Yeah. Uh, how uh, – like, let's just talk a little bit about – uh, because I think this will come into a play with a lot of people that listen to our show and might yep. potentially want this game. Um, how non-family friendly is not this game? family friendly at all? Okay, uh, I will uh, be very clear on that. I will the be the fact that you clear. use part of a person as a weapon, kind of. Well, yeah, I mean yeah, we've already covered that, but I mean, like, there's there's blood and gore, obviously. Probably. Yeah, so so there so it's interesting, right? So when you're kind of when you're actually in the game and the isometric kind of you, like you run through someone with a sword and they splat, <laughs> and it's like a blood trail, right? And then you can literally pick up the guy's like bottom torso and beat someone with it. Again, it's very cartoony, kind of very stylized, so it doesn't look too bad. There are these cutscenes where you can also see these kind of like um, you know, oh now they they've got a cutscenes, but like there's the cutscenes very rarely have blood in it minus like the first actually opening cutscene, And I've posted some pictures on our Twitter page where it's like your man is shot and there's like blood all over the snow. And it's very, very like this, or it's very like, okay, definitely this. And then there is actual curse words in it, um, in the actual dialoguing. Cause I was like, I was playing along and I was reading, I was like, Oh, that's a F word. Right. So I was so definitely not kid friendly, unfortunately enough. Um, and there doesn't appear to be a you know a family friendly toggle motor and like this. This is a sure look at the kids have gone to bed and you want to have a bit of a bit of fun. Maybe check your switch parental settings. Make sure that the kids can't get into the M rated games because I believe this is M rated. I believe. Um, 
It's a lot of fun. It's it's you'll you'll get a lot of good time out of it. It's um, kind of like uh, Doom, Mortal Kombat, things like that. It's this one's for the dads. Yeah, it's actually rated T. Is it rated T? Okay, all right, T. That there, there it is then. But it's I've enjoyed every moment of it. Um, and again, it's got that one more hook, right? I think if you're somebody who likes like stuff like Enter the Gungeon, those kind of like one more try, I'll give it a shot. It it has those it has those hooks in you. Again, the art style is so. I described uh, no, it as kind of like another one of those games. I described it as like a Quentin Tarantino Kill Bill yes. meets the Reverend meets Northern Quebec, right? And Canada, and like it's we, so. The writing when, is sharp. The characters are fun. Like it's just a lot of. When you when you're saying the Reverend, do you mean the Revenant? Yep, that's exactly what I mean. Yep. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just want to make sure. So what else you've been playing? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Battle Briefs. Um, and this is a this is a little bit more in the kid friendly zone, is ladies this and as gentlemen. Opposed to boxers. Uh this, yeah, right. Uh if you enjoyed Towerfall, yes, Towerfall, there it is. Um, with kind of like local, fun, quick little matches, this is the same idea. But instead of like special weapons, your special weapons are underwear that you wear that gives you special abilities. Uh, it's super kid friendly and fun. It's a little bit of potty humor, of course, because it's underwear. Um, but again, it's simple idea of it's four player local. Um, so it's kind of that party mode. You jump on and attack people and, uh, you know, it's first to like five points or however long. Um, it's a lot of fun. Battle briefs. It's out now. Uh, check it out if you're looking for again another really good local kind of family fun party game uh it's a really good one to check out awesome uh tim now that you're back with us uh, i mean i thought that you dropped out and like i had insulted you so badly saying you need to put in the notes you were like yeah forget it i'm gone i'm out uh i'm done uh but no i want to know what you've been playing what you've been playing uh it's nothing different I posted posted on Twitter, you know, what I've been playing, trying to, you know, get through each level of the last few levels of Luigi's Mansion still. Still trying to plug away at that whenever I can. Uh, you know, life's been busy, so just trying to get that in. And then, of course, my go-to quick jump in and get some daily tasks done are my uh, Asphalt 9 game. So, uh, still playing those like crazy. So You're really loving that one, hey? Oh, yeah. I, like I said, I love race car games, and I've been—I was really looking for a good one on the Switch. Uh, I got some great recommendations from from our community. Uh, just so happened that Asphalt came along, and it, you know it's free to play to start. You know to start, free to start, if you will. And you can also buy uh, bundles to start too. So bundle packs, like twenty bucks to get like so many coins and tokens and uh, blueprints for cars that you can unlock right away. Um, and since I was loving the free game at the beginning, I just bought one of those bundles right off the bat. So, and, and I've been having a blast. I, there's still so much content in that game that I can unlock that I don't, I haven't bought anything since. So it's been, uh, it's been great. So that's great. Yeah, I know that every once in a while I'll get online. I see people are online. I check in to, you know, you know who's online, where are they playing? And the amount of times I go up there and someone's playing Ash, uh, Asphalt 9, I'm like, and it's not just you. I'm like, all right, people are people are definitely finding this. So it's, yes. uh, I know that you've been singing the high high praises of it on the mountaintop for a while, but uh, it's good that other people are also recognizing it. So that's great. Yeah. 
Jesse, what about you? What you been playing? Okay, so I've, I've been continuing my playthrough of Dragon Quest V, Hand of the Heavenly Bride, on my DS Lite. Uh, I, I got to the point where I was able to choose my, which bride I want. You know, in the DS version, it has a third uh, option. So at that point, I, I saved the game three times and chose each of the each of them once and saved them so like if, if i ever choose to go back i can pick another one and just continue from that point instead of having to start all over again and so i'm uh so jesse uh, has three wives okay <laughs> only one at a time though <laughs> right yeah because <laughs> because you can do that with save states yes so <laughs> that's a that's a whole other conversation in itself Right. That is that's an after dark show. I think that's what that is. <laughs> uh, and um that was released a, f- uh, a few days ago is a uh, mobile game called Dragon Quest of the Stars that I did a oh, yeah. I, I did a live stream of that played played about an hour and a half. Got to watch which, the whole download of that. Yeah, <laughs> of which it was like a, the first half hour of just me downloading it. So I'm like that, this is exciting to watch, but uh, it was the chat was fun to fun and people were, were, were talking with me. So it wasn't like it was sitting there in silence, but uh, the, the game is uh, actually pretty decent. You know, it's a good representation of what a, a free to play dragon quest game would be. Uh, you know, I think I'm like five hours in now. Uh, I was, I, I got to Altered Abbey and was able to change my vocation. And then each of them are level 19 or 20. Yeah, it does kind of get repetitive. Yeah, the gameplay loop, you know, in the in this main story is, you know, go to this location, which is requires you to go through one to four battles of of waves of monsters. Once you get there, talk to someone; they'll direct you to a cave. So okay, so travel to that. More fights on the way. Go in the cave. There's multiple levels. Each level is three to four waves of monsters. And then each each of these, like early on, is, it costs like one stamina to play. And if you don't speed up the game, you know, that that one stamina, stamina has refreshed you know, one every three minutes. So you like never run out. But once you learn, oh, I can speed up the gameplay. then And then later on, it starts costing two or three stamina to go into the dungeon. Then you'll start hitting up against the stamina maximum, where you'll just have to stop playing or pay to, to get more stamina back. So it's so it's starting you know starting to already feel a little repetitive. Then there is I I so far have not put any money down on it, and you know it's given me a bunch of gold, giving me a bunch of gems. I've got like six thousand of the premium currency that I haven't even used yet. And when you first sign up during like the, I don't know when it, when this deal ends, but there's like two sets of chests you can open, which can, you know, normally cost gems to open. But one, one set you can open a 10 pack for free. And of that, I got, I think mostly four star gear and three pieces of five star gear. And then another set of chests and you can um, get one open one free per day. And the first time I opened it, I also got a five star. So I'm, my characters were pretty decently geared from the get go. So I haven't had any real difficulty yet. That's cool. Then 
and what, what, once they unlock the ability to use keys, they have you know, this island of you use a key to access the dungeon, and one of them is a dungeon of metal slimes. So that's where you, you get your early level grinding done. And so does that, sorry to go back to the stamina. I would have a clarification question. Does the stamina for your whole group that allows you to go into or allow you to keep playing those things again? Or yeah, if, you, if you're out of stamina, you can't go into a dungeon. You, and that you, counts for your whole group, right? Not there's not stamina counts for each person individually, right? It, it's your party, okay, for the party, so, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And then they they do have a subscription plan that's nine dollars a month. That you get, you do get the first month for free. So I, I signed up for it. Uh, I'll probably cancel before the month is up because I don't think I'll see myself playing this for a month. But with it, you do get. An additional chest per day to open, additional rewards, and the ability to refill your stamina once per day for free. So, you know, if you're someone who's banging in the hours on this thing, it's definitely worth it. And uh, I I just haven't had a chance to get, you know, I've only had like 20 or 30 minutes from here and there, so I've never run out of stamina yet. I I, I ran out once, but at that point I had to stop playing anyway, just naturally. So that's not like I stopped playing because I ran out of stamina. It was just a coincidence. And then by the time I was able to play again, I had 20 out of 25. So I was able to play it more. But it's So you're able to get a good way in for free if you are curious. You know, it's no reason to not download it and try it. It's on iOS and, and Android. Awesome. Yeah, the Asphalt uh, game that I play <laughs> has kind of a similar mechanic with the but it uses game. So depending on again, what, you kind of froze up there. Uh, I was saying, I was saying asphalt uh, has some a similar mechanic. Uh, with, it's not called stamina. It's gas cans. So it's same if I have, yeah, except I have it per vehicle. So I can take a vehicle, use up its gas during certain races. And then if I could just go to a different, course and use a different car and race that one so but i i could see that you know where you if you wanted to keep racing you could end up spending some money to get more gas or get more stamina if you wanted to play more of the dragon uh game so yeah uh as for me i have just been playing a lot of fortnite <laughs> how do you like cool i'm how do you like dude i'm i am totally in on this season like i, know, I that's great isn't it I don't know why, like I, but I'm like totally in, and I'm level seventeen now. Nice already, and so twenty four. Well, you <laughs> will come home. Oh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and you're, you're also uh, he w- works from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so I know that, like, while he's yeah, so do I. Look, yes. we don't want to do anything that gets Justin home. in trouble. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, totally in on this season. Uh, and on, honestly, Justin, part of the reason I'm only that far is because like the very first day I made it to level 10 and that was without the uh, XP supercharger. That thing has only shown up once for me. Since, I haven't got that yet. Well, it's on random days for random times for random people. So I, it showed up the other day for me and I went from uh, 11 to 17 in one day. And, but like I'm 
I don't know. Like, I'm just loving it. I'm loving doing all the challenges. Like, I'm totally in on the challenges this time, uh, where before I would just drop in and play for a little bit. Uh, I do want that Deadpool skin, and I definitely want the Meowsles skin mm-hmm. uh, as well, because I thought that's pretty awesome character. But just a lot of Fortnite. But I've also been playing, uh, and by playing, I mean like an hour and a half, and that's about it. Uh, I picked up uh, yesterday Two Point Hospital, which is a brand new hospital sim game uh, for Switch. It's also out on other consoles, but you should play it on Switch because, you know. Uh, but it's uh, it's made by Two Point. Uh, in it, you are um, the director of a hospital, and you are tasked with uh, building rooms, hiring doctors, nurses, janitors, keeping guests entertained and well, and finding cures to diseases like lightheadedness, which means people come in with a light bulb for a head, and you find a way to make their head not a light bulb and a regular head instead. Uh, and you have to like manage all of that and you know have break rooms for your doctors and build bathrooms and stuff. Sounds like something that would be right up Jesse's alley, actually. But I was super intrigued by this game when I first saw it. Uh, I think it was partially because of like the whole art aesthetic looks like Wallace and Gromit. Uh, the, the like the humans from Wallace and Gromit and the like the humorous diseases and stuff. Um, I don't know that I actually understand it all the way, but I'm going to keep digging into it. And like the hospital I'm in right now is just like they drop you in one that's already built. And it's a kind of a tutorial to the whole game. Like you have to do so many things before you can move on. It's like on a little island off to the side of the mainland. that's on the map. It kind of reminds me of Prison Architect. And I played that, I think it was maybe 2018 when I did. I played it on the PC and... You know, I, I I really got into that and played the hell out of it for a few weeks. So this sounds like something. If, if it's along those same lines, then I probably would like. Okay, well, yeah, I'll, and I'll and as we talked about it, as we talked about it before the show, uh, you brought up the price. It is thirty nine ninety nine. So it's a little steep. I think it might have better been at like a twenty nine ninety nine price price point. Maybe you want to wait till it goes on sale. Uh, and just in case anyone is out there wondering. Yes. And <laughs> he froze up again. I downloaded it tonight. Yeah, say that again because you, you froze up just when you said it, when you said oh, yes. Oh, I did I did pick up the Mega Man uh ZX and Zero collection. Downloaded it tonight right before the podcast. Hopefully it's as good as people keep telling me it is. I didn't appreciate those games first time around, um, mainly because of their difficulty. Um, I wasn't super into gaming at that time in my life. It was like around the end of college. So um, I, I guess what lured me back in was there's a casual mode now. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I will uh, Owner I'll dive similar in, to like what Mega Man 10 did. And just like if it's like a, a floor with spikes, it just doesn't have spikes and you can walk on it or something like that. I, I don't know. I have to see. Uh, I'll let you guys know what my impressions are on next week's show. And I also want to mention this, too. Uh, I'm playing a game right now for the show that we'll have a video up for in the next week. It's called Ibn Ob. It's a two-player cooperative uh, action puzzle game. Uh, if you like snipper clips, then I think you need to keep your eye on this one. Uh, it's like snipper. It's, there's a lot of snipper clips-esque things, but without the cutting 
the main, uh, I guess, mechanic of the game is that you control these two characters and all they can do is jump. They don't, they can't attack. They can't do anything uh, else. They just jump. And there are these little, uh, like, white, flashy-looking gates that you go through. And when you do that, it changes, it inverts. So, like, if you're on the floor, if you go through the white gate, you're on the ceiling. And there's even some that come up later that are colored specific to your character. And you have to find a way to get through those and use those. And basically, it's get through the level. And you can kill enemies, which... You like you like on the on the flip side of the enemy is like a weak point and you step on it and they explode and diamonds come out. And then if you know, you collect all those and you want to try to get all of them before the end of the level. I'm looking at a screenshot and I see like a black enemy on the top of it and then a white dot on the bottom. Is that what you're talking about? Hit the white, the, yeah. the white spot. Yeah. The like you hit the white spot. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this is a game that you cannot play by yourself. You must play it with. Uh, with somebody, and I want to say that it has online um, multiplayer as well. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, yeah, you can play online. So even if you don't have someone to play with, hopefully you'll be able to match up with somebody online. And this comes out March 5th for Nintendo Switch, and I think it's one you ought to keep your eye on. So that's what we've been playing. Uh, let's go over to the community spotlight. So on the community spotlight this week, uh, we've got a couple of things we're going to email. But before we get to that, I want to get to a question that was asked last week on Discord that we missed on last week's show and we got reminded about for this week's show. It's from Dan Caparello or Cat Janitor. As you know him, he's also one of the hosts of Dad Crossing now. Go be sure to go over and check out that show. Uh, here's what he says. Dads, love you guys. Love the podcast. Remember the last Nindy Direct when Super Mash was announced? The indie game that lets you mash up two game genres? I almost forgot to, but it got me thinking. What genre mashup would you love to see attempted by Nintendo? I'd be super into a Pokemon RPG where you could also build a house, a town, and a farm, Animal Crossing style. Didn't my Pokemon get to live there instead of existing in per perpetual stasis hell in some computer program? <laughs> so uh, let's throw it around the horn here. What is your Nintendo mashup? I got one. I'll go okay. since like you guys are thinking. Um, you know me, I'm a Metroid fan. So I think it would be cool if somehow Mario got stuck in a Metroid planet and found Samus's weapons and tried to use those to get out of the planet. <laughs> okay. I think that would be interesting. Hmm. I'm going to build off of that. I would like to see Donkey Kong in the Metroid world as like almost like Winston from Overwatch, but like so replace Samus with Donkey Kong in a, a Metroid suit. Okay. And it's just gotcha. and it's just overpowered over the top, just almost right. like Kaiju kind of like wicked big smashy smash. <laughs> 
Well, instead the, of rolling up into a ball, just smash through that wall. Yeah, right. He goes. <laughs> right. I like that. Okay, Jesse. What about you? Kind of around the vein of like Persona and Tokyo Mirage Sessions, but you know, have a, like some sort of RPG. But when instead of summoning demons, you summon a, like a character from Smash. Hmm. Okay. So you, you, can, so you can summon your Donkey Kong and someone else can summon their Link and they can do battle. I like <laughs> it. Uh, I want what I've always wanted Amiibo to be. And that is, I want the Nintendo IP RPG or dungeon crawler game that I always thought Amiibo might turn into like Skylanders except it's mm-hmm. Nintendo IP and you're on this mission to defeat some evil that's taken over the world and merged them together and you've got you know like you can go as Link and then once you take Link off he can turn into Mario you know and use firepower or you can take oh this, this is a place where uh, we need bombs and so well, let's put the Samus Amiibo on there and then you can use bombs or uh, we've got to swing from these vines. So call in Donkey Kong and it's all working together to fight. It's basically subspace emissary from Smash Brothers Brawl, except as a Skylander style game. I like it. That's cool. what I want. I always thought that was a huge miss with Amiibo. Like you can only use the characters that you have. What would make me pursue buying all those characters? A game that used those characters, but you had to have the toy. Yes. I love so there it. you go. There you go, Dan. That's our, uh, that's ours. I would love to hear. Well, I mean, he said Pokemon RPG. Pokemon is an RPG, but basically he's saying he wants Pokemon happy home designer. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, so Justin, are you in the dock? I am in the dock, yep. Why don't you read this next email for us? Perfect. Do you want me to read that one or the one that we did get from um, uh, Blurpy? Because he was in the chat. Hey, do both of them. Okay, perfect. I'll start off with Blurpy. Uh, Blurpy says, so I set up a UK Nintendo account and I went to buy an eShop code from cdkeys.com, but it was for the EU and not the UK. I was trying to get the Fire Emblem sale. So I have an EU code and I can't use it. I figure I could donate to you guys if you're interested. Thanks to the great show. We will uh, we'll, uh, look to maybe hitch up there, Blurpy, and try and get that sorted. I did the exact same thing when I bought the Brain Training game. So mm-hmm. I still have an EU code sitting around, too. That is <laughs> Maybe, you know what, I'll say this. Maybe if any of our fans over in the EU, and we know that we have some of our folks, our listeners over there, uh, hit us up and we can connect you with Blurpy so that he can actually get that code moved um, and, and get some more pocket money in his in his pocket. Uh, this next email comes from Esten, who says, Hopefully all you are all doing well and find life right now to be on the No Stress Express Wanted to say to Marty that last week with EA and this week with Animal Crossing, decisions made without focus group. Love it when you hold that arm up at the ninth count and start getting hulked up, baby. LOL. Because 99.9% of the time, Spock would be impressed with your logic as why to as to why you are fired up. Woo! <laughs> Weston, let me tell you something, brother. 
The folks at Nintendo over there, they're not saying their prayers and eating their vitamins. They're not praying along with the Hulkster. They're not making <laughs> sure that all the Animal Crossing maniacs have what they want when it comes to the new Animal Crossing New Horizons game. And to them over there, I want to say, what you going to do, brother, when the Animal Crossing maniacs run wild on you? Do you have these things like in the back here? Do you practice this in the background and the, on your weekends? Because these just all seem like they come natural. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to be honest? Yes. N- no. Yes. That was off the top of the dome right there. Sure. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, like, it's a very weird place here in my sure, head. Sure, I imagine. Uh, <laughs> Blurpy just responded. I I didn't want you to read that online. <laughs> I'm sorry, Blurpy. <laughs> I probably should have read the email before I started reading it. Hey, it was was like a cold read. I was uh, like, here we go. Can we edit that part out of the the actual uh, audio recording? Uh, I'll see what I can do. I've got it. I got it. It's cool, Justin. So sorry about that. I really should have read that before I read that. Yeah. um, Uh, That's what happens when I have it in the show. I just threw you right in there. I just threw you right in there, and I'm sorry. Uh, hey guys, as we wrap up community spotlight, I wanted to uh, highlight something here that um, I we we just want to pay some respects here. Uh, this week we were, uh, I guess, led in on the fact or made aware of uh, the fact that the creator of the Konami code, you know, up up down down left right left right B A start, Kazuhisa Hashimoto uh, died at age sixty one. Uh, in the Konami code, what we mean by that is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA starts. Uh, and Tim, you said, how many games has this been used in? It was over 30 games uh, since uh, it's been tracked that has been right. used in that. And that's just games. That doesn't include any uh, software makers who have included it or websites. I think Google has even used it at some point. Yeah, so um, not only is it a code, but it's been a huge uh, cultural touch point for video gaming, right? I mean, it's, yeah. you know... We made a reference to it in, uh, in Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, yes. I mean, almost every... I would say almost everybody, but I think there's a certain generation of gamers that when you say Konami code, or even just when they see those directions yeah. in a line... Uh, like in the image that's been shared around the internet this week, uh, they immediately are transported somewhere, right? There's yeah. immediately it, a nostalgic reaction. People get it tattooed on them too. Yeah, I was gonna say, I've seen I've seen that done the forearm, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I I don't know if there is any other code, right, or video game cheat code or whatever you want to call it that is more prolific than that code. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it was, it was, everyone knew the code, right? And it, and whether you knew it to be the Konami code or it was just the, the, you call it like the up down code, like whatever it was, like you <laughs> knew. And, and, and it's one of those game the, those codes that has kind of transcended, right? I mean, back in, you know, the early years of the NES and the SNES, those were common things like, you know, at load screens do this, you know, hold the Z button or X button and hit the select button three times and something will happen. Right. That was my favorite part of magazines. Yeah. uh, You know, the trick sections. Well, you know why those are in there in the first place, right? Mm. 
it, for the people testing and debugging the game, they can jump to certain points in the game without having to play through the whole thing. That's exactly yep. how this code started. Because in Gradius, the person testing it wasn't very good at it, so needed needed to do, get to the last level to do something. So he beefed himself up. Yeah, and uh, and then sometimes those things are accidentally left in, purposely there. kept in. Yeah, and made, eventually made available for for everyone to use. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting again, right? Like, and I think someone made the comment I think in our Discord chat that like it's unfortunate we're getting to a point of our age, at least now, as as we're generationally getting old, that some of these creators that we're that we sow their art touched us in some way or we loved are starting to pass and obviously uh, you know a don't, ver- don't go there a, a very a very uh, uh you know we're reminded of miyamoto right um no sorry not miyamoto but um awada awada right awada. uh a great example of that and unfortunately some of these amazing creators in our life will pass right um yeah. but uh yeah much we're, you know we're respects- getting old yeah, yeah, well, that's exactly right. Respects to to the family for it, and uh, and I know that Konami, I think, had put a, a press release about it as well. And um, yeah, it really was kind of something that that you know, it's it's sad, but um, some amazing memories with games like that. It's it's crazy that like that kind of art, that that thing, right? The thing that no one would have ever considered art back in the eighties. These things that resonate with us now in such a deep, meaningful way, yeah. right? That you put a you put that you know you put Contra in front of you. And give them that old uh, NES controller, and it's almost muscle memory. Um, so yeah, yeah. And just just to sum all this up, here's what I would say: take a minute over the next few days and boot up one of your favorite Konami games that this code is used in, and give it a whirl. And and let's honor the memory of a of. I mean, I. Th- even saying it, saying he's an icon is is kind of weird. But when you think about the impact that that code had as video games has evolved uh, or video gaming has evolved and as as it's come, like you said, Justin, into more of an art form, uh, something that was so innocuous back then has become a huge thing. Uh, and, you know, I think all of us have this desire to be remembered for something, right? To make an impact or to, uh, to, to do something meaningful with our life. And for this man, if it's the con, if it's the code, if the Konami code is the contribution, then let's go play a game, uh, where it works or let's, let's, uh, let's buy a Konami game. Hey, go buy uh, the Contra collection, go buy the Castlevania collection. It won't work in there, but <laughs> just <laughs> support them, you know, and, uh, uh, maybe that, maybe that'll go for, um, you know them continuing to develop games, and you know add to that and bring those collections back, or even make new games in the same vein. Um, I don't know. It's just a it's a sad thing, but Justin's right. You know that's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, but we have those memories, and that's that's the important part. Well, guys, that's been episode 269 of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you for hanging out with us. If you stayed up late and were in the chat on YouTube, thanks a bunch. Uh, or on Twitch, thanks a bunch. If you're listening uh, uh, just to the audio podcast, like I know a lot of people do, thanks so much for downloading. And we want to ask you, if you haven't yet, go over to your favorite podcast service and like uh, or subscribe 
Um, give us a five-star review. Give us, give us a favorable review and write something. Let us know what we can do better. Let us know what you love about the show. Uh, but those written reviews and those stars, they help people find the show. And we recently did this, uh, the, a, uh, survey at the end of the year last year, a listener survey. And you would be surprised how many people say they found the show simply by searching Nintendo or Nintendo podcast on their favorite podcast app of choice. And so your reviews help people find us. We want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Sean Abbott, and Antonio Contronio. And we have our website now, guys, nintendodads.org. Head on over there for all of our videos, tweets, podcast episodes, merch, social media, link to our Patreon page, all kinds of stuff over there. And you can find us on the socials at most places. Just type in Nintendo Dads, and if we're on there, boom, pop right up. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or send us in a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. We want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music that was used throughout the show and a big thanks to you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us one more time. Guys, this has been episode 269 for me, for Jesse, for Justin, for Tim. We thank you for listening again. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Oh, I don't know Whoa. what animal this is or what Pokemon this is. Woo!